Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Mix of that track, but right now on the line from Auckland Airport, I'm joined by Nick from Shapeshifter. Morena. Morena. How are we doing? Very well. A little bit, you know, tired, but uh, feeling great, yeah. Tired, big promo um, times up in Auckland. Yeah, yeah, we're up here doing 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 the yards, yep, yeah, the radio yeah. shows and uh, bits and pieces for the uh, new album release. Nice, nice, that's right, and the new album, Rituals, comes out on the 30th, so just um, one more week to go. Um, right, Shapeshifter loves Aotearoa, obviously, and Aotearoa loves you, we love you. Um, and, you know, you've managed to play in almost every corner of the nation over the years, I mean, you even played in my old hometown of Cromwell at one stage, yeah. which I think is amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, this record is almost like a road trip of, of Aotearoa. It was written across the nation, right? It was, yeah. We're, we all live in different parts of the country nowadays, so um, we kind of have to share our, sh- our studio spaces. So, um, yeah, the writing process was a lot of, a lot of, actually, we... Got to, you know, it's pretty cruisy, got to spend a lot of time at home, and um, yeah, it was in pretty much between the Cardrona Valley, Christchurch, and Auckland, so yeah. Nice, nice. Um, now, the, the, the album was written in another time, you know, now there is pre-COVID and, post, and post-outbreak. That, that's, that's, where, that's how we live now, you know, yeah. two, two different eras. Uh, and the world is different now, uh, and, and it's strange to think that, but it is. But um, you you must have had plans for the recording and producing side of things that went out the window. Is what we're hearing on this record, what we're going to hear on this record, the original plan? Yeah, it pretty much is, because we got, we got lucky. We, we pretty much finished all the recording and all the kind of... Yeah, the, the recording, all the, all the production work, and... Um, then when COVID hit, um, it was with our producer who is Tiki Tane, mm-hmm. and so everything was kind of done, and um, we could just sort of hang at home, at all the time in the world, you know how it was. Yeah. Um, during lockdown, um, to kind of email back and forth, slight changes, um, and so it was, a, it was a kind of it was a really good timing for us. So we had that lockdown, and then and then um, would have been pretty stressful for. The management, but um, you know, had all that time to sort of organise gigs and cross our fingers, and um, so it kind of worked out really well. And then, and then, of course, we came out of lockdown, and um, you know, a lot of musicians would say they, they had one of the sort of better, better years because I think when everybody came out of lockdown, they were overly keen to, to go to festivals and go to gigs, and um, so it kind of sure it didn't work out. Well, for everyone, but uh, yeah, for us it was it was it was all good, and and that lockdown was actually, you know, quite refreshing after you get used to it. Yeah, um, to kind of just chill and sit back, and then sort of listen with fresh ears and no sort of real rush. So it was it was kind of nice in a way. Nice, nice. Does uh, does the band, does the group have any rituals? Any rituals? Yeah. Oh, totally. I think everyone does. You know. Um, we definitely have rituals when we're when we're doing gigs. You know, we all have our, our little pre-gig sort of rituals, and I think the sort of the term rituals, you know, can be can be sort of any any sort of rituals in people's lives that they have, whether it be you know going for a run in the morning or having a glass of wine with dinner, or you know these little rituals in our lives that kind of 
you know, sort of make make our lives good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shapeshifter has this knack of producing, you know, drum and bass dance music that has kind of like a sunshine vibe to it. It's kind of like a South Pacific drum and bass. It's like you've created your own kind of sub-genre, um, you know, one, one of your own. Do you take cues from the sounds of the Pacific? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, if you live here, you know, you you breathe and eat and live, you know, here. So it, it's in us. And when we first started many, many years ago, <laughs> we were kind of, you know, our, our goal was to emulate um, drum and bass DJs that were coming over New Zealand from the UK and bringing this, you know, amazing urban sort of sound, this magical sort of this sound from, from the other side of the world, you know, it was so sort of fascinating. And then we, we wanted to emulate that in a live band. Um, and then it kind of just evolved because obviously we're not living in, in, in the UK, we're not living in London, we're not sort of, you know, that sort of dull back alley sort of mm. grimy London sound, <laughs> you know, where we're kind of living, you know, I live by the beach and, uh, you know, dig flips up on the mountain and, and it's all very beautiful. So I think um, it sort of comes out in the sound a wee bit. Yeah, yeah, it's not the urban jungle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's great, and and that's the thing. You can hear that vibe, but you can also like in, in tracks like um, Lightspeed. There's a juxtaposition, and I can imagine you know being at P Dig's place, just surrounded by nothing but the Milky Way. You know that sounds yeah. that song sounds like you're in total darkness, other than the lights uh, from the stars shining brightly, right? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. It, it is so beautiful up there. I love I love going up to the Cardona Valley and. And um, recording there, because you're right, it's, it's another world up there. And, and um, yeah, I think that sort of, those sort of environments definitely rub off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for how long you, you've been going since, what, 99 now, I think? 99. 99. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So 22 years. I mean, and you know, you're at jazz school in Christchurch. I mean, who, you know, could you imagine being in the position that you are now still, um, you know, not only just being uh, in, in the same group with the majority of the same people, um, but still having, you know, creating that love of the, from the nation and still holding it for this length of time. You know, you're playing again with Dave Dobbin uh, in January and you guys are like our generation's Dave Dobbin in a way, you know, that kind of, that, that kind of artist up, held in that kind of esteem and will go down in that kind of, with that kind of legacy. Does that kind of blow your mind from where you were at jazz school in 99 to where you are now? Oh, definitely. It really does. I mean, I think when we started, I would have had no idea we would be able to sort of stretch it out this long. Um, you know, but year after year, sort of just keep going and and it just sort of works out that way. And it, it is it is a case of kind of living our dream, really. Yeah. I always wanted to be a, a musician since I was quite young. And, um, you know, just to be able to do this is such a blessing, really. And, um, you know, for the last 10 years, it's just think, oh, might be getting too old now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> maybe maybe one or two more years, you know, but we'll just keep doing it until, until people stop coming. Yeah. And um, it's just, we're just really lucky and, and, and blessed that um, people are still willing to show some, some support and and, um, and do it. And I mean, to say that 
for like this generation, Steve Dobbin, is that's um, yeah, it's crazy to think that because you know, from our perspective, it's still very normal and everyday life, and we sort of do what we do and struggle along, and um, you know, it's, it's um, just yeah, really lucky and, and, and definitely count our blessings. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing is that you've been you've been able to um, hold the country's um, love and imagination, and, and you've never, you know, your popularity's never waned, even though you know drum and bass, like every other genre, go, you know, they go through dips and waves, and now you're at the, the a peak again. You know, there's a peak of drum and bass in Aotearoa. Um, yeah. And I like to think that it kind of started in Ōtipoti, Dunedin, uh, <laughs> with the students yeah. down here, you know. Um, so now, you you know, the, the, the genre you're at is at the, is at the top of the wave. So shows right now um, must be crazy. It's, it's bizarre because I think when we started, we really thought drum and bass had a, had a lifespan. Yeah. Um, we thought it was kind of getting on then, you know, being right through the hardcore phase and then through the jungle phase and then into the drum and bass phase and, you know, it was sort of to, to predict back then that it would still be, um, you know, one of New Zealand's favourite genres still. Um, yeah. I don't think we would have ever picked that. Yeah. But it really is. And, um, you know, I just... New, Zeal- New Zealanders, you know, Kiwis just have this appetite for it. It's just... It's awesome. You know, I did a DJ gig the other day um, was at a, just an opening of a surf club, you know, all ages there, you know, there was, there's your grandparents and, and your, and your teenagers, you know, all the way down to your teenagers and, and, um, I just, I was playing drum and bass and they just loved it and, you know, everyone and I started playing harder stuff and harder stuff thinking, you know, oh, this would be too hard and, you know, just people were just going crazy. It's just like, um, you know, the, the, the appetite for it is awesome and, um, yeah, I think, um, just, yeah, it is amazing that it's, it's, it's still going. It seems to be getting stronger and stronger, too. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It, it is great. And, uh, you know, it, it's massive down here. And I know that you're about to play two shows um, for the album release, one at home in Christchurch on the day of release and then up in Auckland as well. But is there any plans to expand uh, at any time, come back down to Dunedin? Because I know you pretty you pretty much played your first big show here. Um, I did. think you played with Salmonella Dub. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, all, all those years ago. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real pity. We, um, we, we really tried to get a gig uh, on this, on this little sort of album release tour in Dunedin, and there was um, just an issue with with venues. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to blame the All Blacks, but they, <laughs> the All Blacks, they'd, they'd penciled out Forsyth Bar, which was where we we wanted to play. They didn't know when when there were going to be any test matches. Yeah. So. Um, we tried and we almost got there, and then it, it just fell through in the end. So we're really gutted because we do actually have a real um, history with Dunedin, and um, yeah. you know, and you know, with Radio One as well. You guys gave us so much support, um, you know, in the early days, and um, you know, it was a massive contribution to, to where we are today. And I just remember some of those gigs at you know Union Hall and. Um, and fuel, and and then and then refuel, mm-hmm. just epic, you know, yeah. just like just epic gigs, crazy, sweaty, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's raining from the roof. It was, it was. <laughs> I know, I was there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, well, that's unfortunate it hasn't worked out, but at least we know that it's in your thinking somewhere and it will eventually happen just when we don't know. But we know exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, it definitely is. And um, we, were, we were, like, honestly gutted that we couldn't do it because, um, you know, it's, it's a great town to come and play just with the student population and, and, and the locals that live down here as well you know it's, uh, yeah it's, it's always a great place to play the battle of two of new zealand's greatest loves rugby and drum and bass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i know <laughs> brilliant well um so there's um yeah well i must there is there is um four singles out so far already so if you haven't heard those ones go and listen to them now and of course the album drops on the 30th rituals it's going to be out uh, everywhere um, and if you are going to be up in uh, Christchurch on the 30th, um, I'm, I don't know if there's still tickets available for that show or for the one up in Auckland, but if any of your students out there are going to be anywhere near uh, those centres, get along to the show. Um, Nick, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Oh, an absolute pleasure. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we're going to play the latest single now that came out uh, in June, I believe, um, Found in You. Awesome. Have yourself a wonderful day. Have a good flight. Travel safe. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you soon in Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, cheers, bud. Bye. Okay, see you later. Bye. Podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.